Yo, what up, fools? Welcome to another edition of Do Fools Agree. As always, I'm your host, Michael Reggie, here with my main man, Clifford Jordan Jennings. It's me, motherfuckers. What's going <laughs> on, sir? I feel like uh, we were off last week, weren't we? We were, we were. Yeah, I feel like it's been a while. And the, and the week before that, we were sleepy. So, here's to a good show. <laughs> was that a sleepy week? Yeah, when Ashley was in town. We were real sleepy. I don't, I don't know we, that I. I mean, I'm no. I, I know I was when I first got <laughs> we, there, we, but, I mean, I feel like we both were, and I feel like it was like a 90 minute show, if that. We cut it. In yeah, like an I know hour. it was a short jump. Yeah, I mean, every once in a while, you know, we get to that point, and that's all right. And we've got, we'll probably have two weeks off here. Uh, we may, we may be able to go Friday next, or not next week, the following week, if right. you want to, and we'll uh, we'll figure it out. But we'll yeah, definitely right. be off next week. And then maybe the following week, and then it'll be. I'm no closer, closer to time. Right, right. No, I'm with you. So, and honestly, that weekend is the big project thing going on, and for real, I'm probably going to be at the office at least during the day. I shouldn't have to be there at night, but I'll probably be at the office Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah loads damn. of fun. So, but it's all coming to a close. 17 days. <laughs> Where that fucking bonus. It's my uh, money and I want it now. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> now that's what's up. Wrap that shit up. No doubt. Finish strong. That's what we're trying to do right now. Finish so. stronger than you started. That's the I key. mean, that's we already there, so. <laughs> oh, Finish man. Finish stronger than you started. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of change after that, too, so it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. But no, That sounds like motherfuckers is getting fired. No comments. Uh, <laughs> I, believe the term we're, I believe the term we use is reorganization or restructuring. <laughs> but even That's with all funny, that... The word I use is you're fired, motherfucker. Uh, you're, you're fired. Now, the emails <laughs> that, they, uh, that I always see are... 
We wish access them the best removal. on the... <laughs> nah, access <laughs> removal. I said, ooh, I know what that means. <laughs> you start getting bounce backs. So you're like, oh, oh damn, I guess they're not here anymore. Goodness gracious. My favorite is the corporate speak for it with... Uh, we wish him the best in his future endeavors. <laughs> mm, don't wish me shit, motherfucker. Just make sure my check's right on the way out. <laughs> no doubt. How about that? <laughs> don't wish me no luck. Don't wish me shit. Just pay me my motherfucking ducats. <laughs> it's but my yeah. money, and, and I, I want, want it, it now. now. <laughs> well, and last week we were off because A-Reg and I finally got to enjoy his birthday gift and we went to wwe smackdown that's what's up man i know some people that went there as well yeah did you see you see some of a reg's photos i did man saw him dapping up the, uh, Dap- pressers Y'all oh was yeah next man. to the, the dude with the headset we were fucking ringside man it was awesome andrew got to dap up uh kofi kingston yeah, no, I wouldn't even have known who that was if y'all didn't have pictures, but right. I, I have seen him around. Yep, he got to dap up Rhonda. Rhonda who, Rousey? Yes, sir. Okay. She was three feet out. away from me. <laughs> Andrew got to touch her. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't. <laughs> no, it's probably best that I didn't. No, but I'll tell you what, with you. you know, I, I was talking to someone before the show. I'm like, so if Rhonda's out afterwards... I'm, 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 yeah, that would be, well, that's that would be how fast it, can you get the kid home? Right, exactly. <laughs> I'm to catch Rhonda. Let's I'll tell you what. Get put in a rear. <laughs> she, she is, she is even, she is more attractive in person. Is she? Because I think the way that, like, I think the way she's filmed and the fact that she's probably oiled up a little bit and all that, like, it makes her look more defined, but she looks very feminine in person. I mean, I didn't think that she was ever one of them. I agree, but that's all I'm saying. Strong face fighters. Right. Now. I didn't think that. I think that she's always had a feminine look about her. Yeah. Well, and I will say that she just, she does. I will, I will acknowledge she has an air of arrogance about her. Like she's supposed to be a good guy right now. You could tell that that's not. That's because, that's because she knows she can't get knocked out. In the WWE. At That's least, why at she's least not until Holmes comes in. <laughs> Listen, if Holly Holmes comes to the WWE, that's going to be the day Ronda retire. Let me tell you. <laughs> She'd be like, I'm done. Listen, I'm let me tell you something. Oh, that's man. why she arrogant. She's like, this is all a show. Right. I'm right going to know when the fucking uh, roundhouse is coming, coming. this time. <laughs> Although I will say that was the line in WrestleMania was she got roundhouse by uh, Charlotte Flair and then putting into I can't remember what she was put into. Maybe I don't know who man. that is, but what's the one girl though? Charlotte Flair is the daughter of the Nature Boy. Woo! Oh, for Rick real? Flair. In yeah. real life? Mm-hmm. Oh, let me find out. Let me look her up. But nah, what's that one girl? You talking Bianca with Belair? The afro that I like. Oh, with the afro or with the long braid? Nah, with the afro. Um, I don't remember. Hmm. I'm gonna have Malk to look her. Know. Let's see if Malk's in the chat. Maybe he'll chime in. Yeah. What is that's not Nia nah, Jax, he... is it? I can't remember. He said what? He said Nia Jax, but I don't think that's her. Let me see. I'm looking up. Oh, yeah. 
That's not a flattering photo. I mean, she kind of looks like her dad, so no. Um. That's what I was just about to say. I mean, she's not. This is. She's yeah, got no, a little she's... bit of that, like Sarah Jessica Parker, like long face going. <laughs> you are absolutely correct, though. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> nah, I mean, she's not. She's an attractive young lady. It's just catch her at the right angle. Right. No, I agree with that. Catch her at the right angle. Who did you say? What was um? I can't remember who the one you're talking about is. It's you said a really, name though. I said Nia Jax, but I don't think Nia that's her. Jax. Let's see here. Bianca Belair is the one with the long braid. She's she's pretty badass. No, that's not her. Um, let me see. Oh, we actually did. Well, I haven't confirmed it yet, but. 90% sure there was a legit injury right in front of us, too. I know, and I asked the uh, people that I know that went there, and they said they thought that was stage two. So what I will say is... Yep, that's her right there. What's her it? name? Naomi. Oh, Naomi, okay. I think she's I think she's son, since done something else with her hair. That's why I didn't register oh, okay. with her. Yeah, I like her. Um, yeah, she's partners with Sasha Banks, but I think they both just walked out. And she's out. athletic, too. Huh? Said so I think they both just walked out of the WWE like three weeks ago. Oh, is that right? Yeah. But the injury... Oh, she looks like somebody right there. I don't like that. And I actually have it on, like, live photo. Like, so I have, like, you see him making contact with the knee. You see when... He falls. He actually slips, which is what I think caused him to bow the knee inward. Uh-huh. Now, that being said, I did see reports that it was a work, which means, yes, it was fake. But I tell you what, man, we were sitting right there and I saw it and it looked real to me. <laughs> That's what they said. What the fuck is it? You, now you sound like one of them ones. That's no, what it's supposed no the, only, the only reason, the only reason that I say that is because he slipped when he hit him. Right. Like, he didn't plant. Like, he legit slipped on the mat, and his foot slid out from under him, which made me think that he actually gave a little into it more than he meant to. Right. Nah, gee, that's what they supposed to do. It sounds like you got a good show. Yeah, exactly. So, either way, right? Like, yeah, that was good. Uh Um, And then it ended with The Miz, who is from Cleveland, He's the dude that's the I reality. I fuck with him from Real Rules. Right, exactly. Or was he Real World? I think it was Real World. I think he was Real World, yeah. But anyways, he comes out. So after the after the, the TV event's over, because they generally, and WWE does this a lot, like if the bad guy wins the main event, especially at a smaller show, not a pay-per-view, uh-huh. they will, they'll do a dark match afterwards. So one that doesn't get aired on TV. Really? Just so the crowd goes home happy, basically. And they did The Miz versus AJ Styles. And AJ Styles, if you don't know him, he's a guy that, I guess he was in WCW, but he wasn't known in WCW. He got big in NWA TNA and was like their world champion before he came to WWE. And dude's legit. Like, he's he's... He's a great wrestler. He does a lot of innovative shit, like moves you've never seen before kind of stuff. But the whole, like, the match, I knew how the match was going to end. Like, they're going to, the only reason they do a dark match is to send the crowd home happy. So AJ Styles is clearly going to win this thing. 
But the Miz talking shit on Ohio, dude, <laughs> he got such cheap heat. At one point during his like pre pre match rant, he was like, "You're not even the fifth best city in Ohio, Columbus." <laughs> He's like Cleveland, Cincinnati, Oxford. <laughs> <laughs> What else did he say? He said, Athens. <laughs> and then he said, Akron. He's like, and know. then I Columbus. A, <laughs> he at least threw a Canton in there. <laughs> but he went to Miami of Ohio, so that's why he said Oxford. Mm. He said, the party school, the people who go to party schools go to OU, of course. And he's like, and LeBron's from Akron. <laughs> You're right. So, so it's Steph. Right. Shit, so is Steph. So Akron must be where it's at. Maybe What's he's right. <laughs> Maybe he is. Maybe we are the fifth best city in Ohio. Uh, fuck that. But he's he was in Cleveland, he, Cincinnati. He was doing a good job, know. just like lighting it up, and he was fucking hilarious with it. And the entire like, I've got a fair amount of the pre or the post match on like or the pre match on video or whatever. I'll show it to you. Are you just out there bootlegging? Oh shit! Fuck that. <laughs> You can't let him up, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> and I also got the video that will never allowed to be. No, that one I did show. So Andrew comes over. He looks at me. He's like, "I'm gonna tell him to put him through the table." <laughs> and right as AJ Styles is getting ready to like hit his finishing move, which is like a springboard off the ropes into a forearm or some shit. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Andrew's like, "Put him through the table," and AJ then does his move. And then Andrew's at the barrier, one, two, three, and ah. cheering for him when he's like, or that, and then he cheers. <laughs> My other favorite one was I got a video of him watching guys come in where he, um, where the pyro goes off as they, like, jump over the ropes or something. Mm-hmm. It scared the shit out of him. <laughs> he wasn't expecting it. That's what's up. That's a what's up experience uh-huh. right there. It was. It was good. And then uh, the, at the, after the show, AJ Styles is walking the ring, slapping hands with fans. Andrew got to uh, high-five him or whatever. But before he got to high-five him, AJ Styles stops two kids before him, picks up this little girl, takes her into the ring, like says, hey, what's your name? All that kind of stuff, like big feel-good yeah. moment. And I'm just sitting there like, he took one look at Andrew's like, I'm not fucking picking that kid. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's not happening. Andrew might have reversed him. Right. That's what he Andrew, had to play referee on that, the side. That's what I told Andrew. I'm like, AJ thought you could take him, so that's why he didn't pick you up. <laughs> Man. I'm cool on all that, all that action. And I don't know if Andrew knows how to pull a punch. Fuck. Right? <laughs> he does not. I will tell you from personal experience. <laughs> oh, I felt a few. <laughs> I'm about to say, you know. <laughs> I felt a few of them. That's when you got to say, hey, now I'm done. I'm done. We're done playing. <laughs> right, right. No. What I usually Fucking do is I'm guard. like, do you want me to hit you that hard? <laughs> Then don't fucking do it. <laughs> well, it's not. Listen, that's not my child. I'll put, you in a, I'll put you in a sleeper hold and wait till you start squirming uncontrollably like you're really trying to get out of it. And then I'll hold it a little bit longer just, just to be an asshole. And you know what the worst thing is about if you get a sleeper hold? Your anus really hurts the next morning. <laughs> 
Correction. <laughs> I had sex with Katie. <laughs> Fuck a soundboard. I had sex with Katie. <laughs> you stabbed my dad. <laughs> Man. Shout out to the we, uh, great Chappelle. We trying to be congenial about this shit, but we reserve the right to fuck you up. <laughs> I wanna, uh, hmm, I'll, never mind. Let me stop. No, let's go. Nah, I'm not gonna say it. Oh, uh, I thought we were just gonna talk about going and seeing him. Oh, is where isn't he doing a thing in, uh, let's do it. Yeah, he's, no, I'm with it looks that. Like he's I'm doing definitely his, with that. It looks like he's doing his summer shows again. The only thing that's a little tricky is that he doesn't seem to open the tickets until like the week before. Mm, so right. So I'll keep an I'll keep an eye on it. Maybe we could, maybe I could time up a, a Sunday show, or maybe fuck it, we could do a we could do a Friday show from the parking lot. <laughs> right. Why not? Let's take this bitch on the road. It's been long enough. Be like Dave, Dave. We grew our wings. <laughs> Come be on the fools. <laughs> listen, man, listen, man, listen. That would be one of them. That's one of them unicorn interviews right there. Oh, no doubt. Right. And I know if I had the opportunity, I don't think it would go the way. I'm telling you, dude, what we do and I could we could. I don't know that we could do it live. But we could definitely do a show, record it, and post it after the fact. Because I can no, do I'm all, all I, I can do all that from my laptop. Give us two two mics, a webcam. It'll will be like side by side. I'll have a table, just like a white plastic table. We just set it up right behind the car while we're tailgating. <laughs> no, I'm with what you need. I'm, I'm with whatever. Come I'm to you live whatever. from hey, Yellow hey. Springs, Ohio. What up, fools? Uh, <laughs> I was, what podcast was it? I think it was the Brilliant Idiots with uh, Charlemagne and Andrew. And he, they had uh, Michael Che from Saturday Night Live on there. Did they? And they said, or was it? flagrant two with joe rogan on there either way they had some good shit shout out to both of them both of those shows this week was good yeah shows i gotta get back into listening to them but in one of the two shows one of them i want to say it was either michael che or joe rogan i feel like it was the guest and i that's why i'm i don't know which one i'm i'm saying both because i might be mixing them up they said that live podcasts are for uh, what did they, they say? They said live podcasts are for people that wish they were comics or something like that, like comedians. And at first, I had a fence to it, and then I said, "Well, yeah, I guess that might be. That could be." <laughs> I, I mean, I feel I like that's the entire it. intent of our show. Like, <laughs> but I don't think I feel like I, I wish I was a comedian. That's not necessarily the no. I, I hear what you're job saying. But I, I would want to feel- have. You know what I mean? But, but I do feel like I feel like I'm, we wanted we wanted to entertain. Like that was part right. of that was the genesis of the show, right? Was we were it, we hadn't seen each other in a while. We were out one night. We were just having a good time talking. 
And it was like, we should just, we should but you record gotta be these funny fucking, or why the fuck should... else would anybody want to watch at right. all, right? Well, like, you could have something insightful to say. It don't necessarily even mean say. funny, but like. It's got to be entertaining. Having fun. Right. right. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't. Like, there's plenty of people like, trust, well, I'm going to pick on our boy, uh, Matt. Like, Matt, <laughs> I enjoy having Matt on the show. I think Matt can be fun, but I think that's not his wheelhouse. I think his wheelhouse is I, I know he wants to mean. get detailed. He wants to be insightful. Like, he wants to provide information. He wants to be informative. Right. We don't want to be informative. We want to entertain. I am informative all week during my fucking day job. That's the last thing right. I want to do when I come on a podcast. Yeah, no, I don't really give a fuck about but at the same time, I feel like Matt would toss you up a whole bunch of alleys. Yeah. That's true. And he doesn't even know he's doing, doing it. it. You know what I'm saying? It's just like he's alley ooping you left and right. Just tee him up. <laughs> Listen. But I think that's but, I, I I mean, but I agree with that sentiment. Like I think I do too. That's essentially what I was about to say, but I think that's that may be accurate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I mean, like, not to get into it, right? But if you are going to do a live podcast, it either better be one of the two, right? Funny right. or informative, right? And we have, I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's still on the network at this point because I haven't talked to Jeff in six months, but. Not true. I mean, I saw him at practice yesterday. Uh, but, like, that was an informative podcast. Like, yes, he does have some veins of entertainment in it, depending on his guests, but most of his was informational. So I think right. that those are the two lanes. You're either trying to entertain or trying to inform. I mean, and at I the end of the day, you, you want to make sure, I would imagine you're touching on somewhat of both. Right, right. And it's Even just if which it's side just information you, about yourself. Right, and it's which side do you lean to? Like, I think the only thing, honestly, the only thing that I would want to come on and do, like, an informative show on would be, like, geek shit. Like, talk about talk about Obi-Wan. Talk about Star Trek. Go in-depth with the episode. Say, here's how this links back to things that they've done in the past. Like, that kind of shit. Yeah, I guess that's informative. I mean, it's still entertainment-based, but, like, something, like... Shows like that actually do really well, um, and channels like that do really well, like the breakdown videos and that kind right. of stuff, like for the Marvel cinematic stuff and all that. But that's been a uh, entertainment has been we haven't we haven't had a show, but saw Maverick. Maverick was fucking good, dude. The new was Top it? Gun, it was good, and I think you would like it. If I'm being honest, I don't think I've seen the first one all the way through. I tell you what, I rewatched the first one that day before I went and saw it that evening. And I was kind of like on the fence with it. Like, it's definitely your standard night or 80s action movie. And it's okay. Like, it holds up. I think the thing is, is because it's all, because it's very practical effects. And I think they actually were on like legit bases and that kind of stuff and the way right, it was right, shot right. just made it feel like so it it holds up pretty well now it's still an 80s movie you still have some of the grainy footage that kind of stuff which is actually interesting exactly but what's interesting is in maverick they do flashbacks but they <laughs> use the 80s film footage and you feel and you can tell it's a flashback but it's it's cool because they're using the real footage from the first movie 
Right, and right, it's just right, the older right. film style that's coming through. But it's okay because it's a flashback or a dream sequence or something like that. And so, like, you know, they usually do some sort of effect for a flashback or a dream sequence. Usually it's, like, lighted weird around the edges or some shit. This, <laughs> this was, they legitimately just dropped an 80s movie in the middle of this movie from the 2020s. Like, <laughs> so it was interesting because it, it worked. Like, it worked well. So, like, if you've never seen Top Gun, they bring in enough, like, flashbacks and that kind of stuff from the original movie in Maverick that, like, you don't miss anything. Right. Nah, I mean, I've I've seen good chunks of it, but I just haven't. I don't think I've sat down for it start to finish. Yeah, and that's really what, the way I remember it too. Like up until watching it the day or the day of, I don't think I had ever seen it all the way through, or at least I don't remember seeing it all the way through. Let's keep it a buck though. That bitch is old as fuck. So. Even if I did watch it all the way through, I wouldn't remember, remember it. it. Yeah. Like, yeah, of course, like, you remember classic scenes, but I don't. It's not one I would have rewatched a bunch. Like, there are other 80s movies that I've rewatched a thousand times, like Terminator. Term- well, in term- T2 was 90s. Um,. I mean, Karate Kid, Back to the Future. Like, I've seen well, those I'm a thousand times. Gang, gang, regardless. I'm going with Red Tails. Red Tails? <laughs> you feel me? At least give me a, a, a true story. Right. Ain't that some shit? <clears throat> America love Top Gun. But that's <clears throat> the story of boxing. Yeah. Rocky Balboa is up in a uh, statue up there. In Philly, and it's real boxers. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like this is the mecca. You got Rocky Balboa up here, a fictional character. Like that's weird. It is, and that's how that's how Top Gun is to me. Like it's like that's weird. Like when you got real stories, but just because the people don't match your skin color, you don't you don't champion them. Yeah. Like it's like, but that's that's the story of this nation, though. Yeah. It's true. They you do, know what I'm saying? They do have... Hmm. Yeah. I do know what you're saying. Quick shout out. And to I'm not sh- trying to, you know, kill the mood or anything. No, like, you're right. I, I can still respect the Top Gun. Don't get me wrong. But if I'm repping well, this gang gang, what you saying? No, and it's funny because I'll use the other example. Friday Night Lights, the movie is... True story, a team in Parma, Texas. Right, 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 right. Friday right. Night Lights, the TV show, which is much more well-known as a teen drama. <laughs> right, right. But you know what? If I'm keeping it a buck as well, I'm rocking with the teen drama. <laughs> I am. I love Friday Night Lights, man. Coach? QB1? I did. I love QB1. that. It, I don't even <laughs> like Michael B. Jordan like that. And I like Friday Night Lights. I still didn't really like him in it, but yeah, I like the show. No, it's. I mean, don't get me wrong; it's a good show. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna deny that it's a good show. But then, and, and, and it actually stuck to football more than fucking All American did. Like, man. is there even any football in the final in the last season of All American? Like, I don't remember seeing any. I fell off after like the how, sixth episode because I was like, "What happened to the football aspect?" That's how I fell off. 
Yeah, I fell off. The, I'm, I'm with this. I'm the same way. But I get it. You know, you got to touch all audiences. And I mean, you do, but you've got to like people who started watching that show started watching it because of football. Now, they may have of stuck course. around for the characters, but like so you're alienating your core audience. Right, right, right. Now, you can still do like Friday Night Lights did a great job of like you may go one episode where you're not actually seeing like them either in practice or in a game. But that was about it. All American shit. They went at least half a season with no football. You yeah, know, I was yeah that second season when it first they came back. I was uh, I was taken back at how how much non football right. <laughs> right. I was like, well, when, when's the game? Right. Like, are they are they gonna play this game or are we just listen? And then they did, and then at least once they did the thing that I hate the most, which is like they start the start the show like in the locker room after the game. Like they they give you the context that the game happened, but right. that kind of shit just irritates me with sports shows in general. That's interesting. Quick shout out to the chat. Uh, let's see. We got Superfan is out in uh, Nashville, Nash Vegas. And then we got Nashville. Blue out there. Blue out there questioning if Nash Vegas is a place. <laughs> Nashville. Hmm. But as far as other entertainment goes, Stranger Things is popping. I like Stranger Things. Our show is back, Cliff. What show? Orville. Is it? Is it back on there? Orville is back. I think they're only like one episode in or two episodes in. But it is back and it's on Hulu. I fell off of both of them, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Yeah, Stranger Things kind of... And it's not that it didn't keep my attention. It's just that... It's a little bit of the same thing we're talking about in season three. I don't know when you fell off. Of which one? Stranger Things. This new one. This new one. Season four. The past two episodes. Yeah, like episode four is the last one I remember vividly. Five and six, it's like I keep trying to watch them. I always end up sleep or, or doing something else. Yeah, I feel you. I've kind of ended I up don't the same way. I know it. what it is. I've tried it multiple times, and it's like I just can't get through it yet. But I thought the first four were solid. Like, I watched those start to finish. Like, I like the way that they kind of reintroduce the kids now that they're older. Like, uh-huh. And I love the way the first episode ends. So, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched episode one of Stranger Things season four, where they're doing the par- the parody between uh, the the final shot in the basketball game and the final oh, roll of yeah. the night. That shit, mm-hmm. that was my shit, man. I loved it with every yeah, ounce of my heart. Because he puts up that. the final shot, and then you see the dice roll, roll, and flip to a 20. <laughs> yeah, I could get with that, man. But it was... And maybe those questions get answered in the second part yeah well that's the thing is they will weird to me it was weird to me how 
old dude, the, the little black boy was playing both sides. Yeah. And it wasn't always to the benefit of the, the, what did they call them? The Hellraisers or the... They weren't Hellraisers. Hellfire. The Hellfire. Hellfire, um, Uh-huh. Wasn't always to the benefit of the group. No. And you could see that he, you know, I mean, I guess that's production, right? Like the battle of the inner turmoil or of yeah. the, you know, the conflicting character. But at the same time, I just feel like they did it weird. Like, yeah. even that was weird. No, I'm with you. And I think I think that, to your point, I think that the character arc is interesting. I don't know that I like the execution because... Right. But at the same time, like, if you're torn between those two worlds, it's never going to be clear-cut to you. No, so I get that, I right? But, go back but and what was the it. motivation? Yeah. What was his motivation at those points is what I'm still trying to figure out. Like, I get the initial motivation of not wanting to be the the lame kid quote unquote in high school. Right. And then when it went South, it was like, well, wait a minute. Like, I don't quite agree, but I'm still rocking. I can understand that. And then it got to the point of, wait a minute. I definitely don't rock, but y'all are going against the people I'm the closest to. And at that point, I'm looking for the motivation of why he makes the decisions he makes. Yeah. And I get, like, taking him off of the scent, but, motherfucker, you were the one that put him on the scent. In the first place. Right. Right. So even that, that, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. Even that conflict. the, The misdirection, I guess you can say wasn't enough right like you caused this and then by you trying like well, it, it's, it he's, he's trying to play both ends like he's to your point like he's trying to play both ends against the middle and protect everyone but he's making decisions that just go a little too far one way or the other And again, I like, just, I'm okay with it because I understand what they're trying to do. I agree on the execution. Like, I'm not necessarily sold on it, but. Yeah, I guess that's what it is at the end of the day. And you know what's weird? Watching that season so far, like, I give two shits about what's happening to Hopper. And he was one of my favorite characters. <laughs> Who's Hopper? Oh, the, the uh, the, what's the name? Yeah. You know who I started liking was the dude with the karate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did. Something about him made me start liking him. But, you know. Yeah. Heroes aren't born, they're created. Now, switching gears, Orville. Orville has gone. I feel like Orville has lost a little bit of the comedy. So at the start of Orville, the new Orville season, they kind of walk you through like what's happened since then. And there's Uh been, there's been almost, it's either a war or like a major battle or something. And so it's not as jovial as it was prior to them going on hiatus. It actually feels even more Star Trek now (laughs) than than it did before. So I'm not sure if, 
for you, I'm not sure if that if that's gonna jive. Right. Now, I still think they have like little elements of it, but it is not like joke for joke anymore. It doesn't seem like at least not yet. Now, I do think, like I said, I think they're only an episode or two in. So maybe they're just kind of finding their ground with the new writing crew. Right, right. But it was it was interesting. Like I'm like, ooh, okay, so now I have two Star Trek shows to watch. <laughs> I mean, I can see that. And it's not that, I, you know, like that wouldn't intrigue me as well, but I do understand why you say that you don't know if I would like it because it's like that's not the foundation you started on. Right, and that's what, like, and I feel differently about it than my, like, the rest of my family did. So that may just be my interpretation of it. Right. Because they felt like there was still some elements of humor in it. I really didn't. And maybe it was that the whatever jokes they used just didn't land with me. Like, it was right. still it was still fun, but it was it was fun in the same way, like, the original, the OG Star Trek was. Like, it's, like, it's the characters that make it fun. It's not jokes that make it fun. Right. And it's weird with Seth MacFarlane and him not cracking a joke, like, at least once every two or three scenes. Uh, I don't want to see his face if he's not joking around. Right. Like, he doesn't have a face of somebody that... He's got a punchable face if he's not making you laugh. <laughs> I don't know that I'm against that statement. <laughs> I may I may be able to... Uh... Get behind that. You co-sign. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I just... I think that that's absolutely correct, your <laughs> statement, now that I think about it. Because immediately I go back to that cowboy movie that he made, and oh, I'm yeah. just thinking, like... Somebody should smack him around for that. <laughs> Like, I don't know what the, the premise. It's almost like the kid from Stranger Things. Like, what is the, what inspired you? Right. Why would to you do, do this? something like this? And I, I get it. You know, we all fuck up. For sure. I but. mean, that would be like, I feel like him trying to do something serious would be like if. What is it? Trey Stone and Matt Parker from South Park tried to do something serious. Like, I don't know that I could take it seriously. But I think that's the twist, right? Like, I think that's what that's twist? the twist of it. Like, it's almost like how Jordan Peele is making all those movies in their scary yeah. sci-fi, like, thinking thrillers. And it's like, you didn't expect that from him. And that's half the reason why it's all the more why intriguing. Yeah, why it's sticking. Right, you know? It's kind of like Jim Carrey in 13. Unfortunately, he actually went crazy after that. I think he's coming back, though. <laughs> I think he's Starting coming to, back. He did a, he's a little bit of his old self in the Sonic movies. <laughs> Listen, well, God bless him. And don't get me wrong, because even when he went out there, I was still with him. Yeah. Like, I'm still following you. I understand what you're saying. But we all know sometimes it's better to shut the fuck up than to continue speaking shit that motherfuckers aren't ready to hear. Right. Because that's what it comes down to is, are you ready to hear it? Right. Well, and speaking of like, so that just triggered uh, an inadvertent thought for me. So there are a number of actors, actresses, 
And I know this is because of COVID. And it, it, Amber it, Heard, she shit it on the bed. <laughs> I don't care what nobody say. It was shit on that bed. But what I'm thinking is... Um, and the dog wasn't tall enough to jump. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You were so you were you were making the comment earlier about Michael B. Jordan and it and then your most recent one kind of triggered something for me, which is and I know it's probably because of COVID, because we saw the slowdown in movies, but like I feel like there are a number of actors and actresses who were real hot at the beginning of the twenty tens who I haven't seen shit from since then. Or since, like, the middle of the 2010s. And I'm trying to figure out, is it COVID-related or did these people fall off? Michael B. Jordan would be one of them. Like, yeah, he did. He was in Black Panther, which was what, 2015, 2016? You know what I think it is? Or is it just COVID because we haven't gotten shit for two years? Three no, years? I don't think it has anything to do with COVID. I think what it what it comes down to is, like we talked about in the past, the, the imagination is gone, mm. so they're all recreating old shit and then the issue becomes do i see you as that character or person and you may not fit the qualifications to do that like yeah you can be a killmonger because we don't know what he looks like right you slap on a, a a a dreadlock fade wig and there you go any of us could have been yeah but when you're trying to recreate a, a, a biopic or whatever you want to call it, if you don't fit Tupac or Ali, we don't want to see you doing it. Yeah. No, I think that's fair. I think that makes sense. Other- I think he did good in that one movie that they released in Netflix where whether he was trying to get revenge on somebody that killed his wife or something like that. Was oh, that Netflix? I think you're right. I think that was... Well, I can't remember if it was Netflix, but I'm pretty sure it was straight to streaming. Right, but it gives me the same vibe that I get from Liam Neeson, where it's like you're sticking to your comfort zone. The Takens. Right. Like, of like that's not, that's not special. And we know you're going for special. You know it was special. That fucking movie about the black boy that died on the train platform. Oh, uh, yeah, Fruitvale Station. And yeah, right, Fruitvale Station. And yeah, you fit that description. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? So I think that's what it comes down to. Well, and that's what is, got him his big breaks was was that movie. And and that, that's because that movie means something to people. Yeah. And I think that movie Even, still, I mean, I think that movie still means a lot to a lot of people. It could, you know. I'm, I would never be the guy to argue that. I would imagine that it would because there are a lot of people that live that. There are a lot of people that were on that platform when that took place. Yeah. But to me, it's just another movie that I don't want to watch. No, I understand. And, and you know what I'm saying? Talk, and I know as unique my as my thinking may be, I can't be the only person to feel that way. Yeah. I mean, it's not you know one. It's not one that I think gets rewatched, but I think that movie was probably impactful for a lot of people. But at, right, correct, correct. That's a good way to put it. But at the same time, you fit that description. We're just now getting into the era of what black looks like outside of. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Outside of 
the moniker they put on us. Now we're getting to that point where we get to see it. And I don't think that we're in the era of imagination enough to present it the way it should be presented. So people like Michael B. Jordan, who who's never wowed us outside of real life, don't get those roles. Yeah. No, I think that's a fair call. And I think, so <laughs> to be fair, my, my intent in bringing that up was not just Michael B. Jordan. It was kind of more broad in terms of other actors, actresses who felt like they were really kind of on fire during the 2010s, early 2010s. That, oh, like, I, right. I follow now. So like, but I, I think that was a good conversation. So the other one that popped up for me was Amber like, Heard. She shit on the fucking bed. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm done. All right, I'm done. Jennifer Lawrence is another one that I'm like, was in everything from like, it feels like 2008 till 2016. And she has completely fallen off. The Apple Cloud hack. Yeah. The Apple Cloud hack. She was riding off a, uh, what do you call it? Hunger Games. She was riding off a mystery. Yeah. And as soon as that Apple Cloud hack happened, they was like, oh, we see everything we need. We don't need that no more. The fappening between us. So, yeah, she's she would be one. I'm trying to think. There's other ones. There's definitely other ones. Let me figure it out. Because she had Silver Linings Playbook, which was phenomenal. I like that. Yeah, she I love that movie. Julia. She had what? Julia. I don't know what that is. I think that was like Julia Childs, and like there was another one like that where she was. I can't remember. Is she the cook? Yeah. Julia Childs is the cook. Yep. Okay. There no, a, I didn't know any. I don't think I was hip to that. And there was another one where she did, uh, where she played. God, what was it? It was basically like an infomercial queen. Like she was an inventor who, like, it was the story of basically how this woman kind of came to be. That was another good one. And then, of course, she had Hunger Games and she had the X-Men franchise. I was just about to say that, you know, Hunger Games actually kind of proves me wrong in what I was saying, because that is the that's the last more recent imaginative movie. Also based on a book. (laughs) Touche. Touche. Yeah, I mean, but that could be right. Yeah. Yeah, not because I'm trying to combat. That could be right. Well, I think the one that I came up with last time we had this conversation was like Arrival with uh, Denny Villeneuve and the aliens showing up and like. Who's Denny Villeneuve? That was one of the aliens? No, he's one of the, he's the director. He's also he's he the also, writer. He, director. He also directed uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and then he was also the director on Dune. Oh, he is okay. probably one of the more imaginative directors in terms of the way he shoots things, the way he brings things to life. Now he's not he's not writing any stories, but like the way he directs it, I think is more inventive than a lot of people. 
And I mean, Christopher I Nolan's always up there. Like, he would be the other one that folks are gravitate towards his style of directing and those things. I think my inadvertent thought stemming from this conversation is that the current society has ruined all forms of artistic expression. Yeah. And the other reason why I say that is because it started back when we first graduated and they were trying to take music and art and all that out of the schools, right? And then I feel like people, even the actors, the actresses, all of them started treating what they were doing as a job. Yeah. As showing up to complete a role as opposed to, for lack of a better example, the Johnny Depps. They invest themselves in the role and become right. the character, the method acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I can almost see why to round it back to bring it full circle. I can almost see why the Jim Carries go crazy because it's like I developed my whole life being unique. And I'm finding that the uniqueness isn't working the way it should in this it's era. Not making the money. Right. And now I feel. Well, and that's the same way the studios are feeling. Like, that's why the stuff that gets put out in theaters are these big blockbuster movies that are popcorn for, like, movie fans. Like, you don't have the think pieces. You don't. Ha- I take that back. Those types of movies don't get put out in theaters. Those types of movies go straight to streaming and you got to find them. Right. And even then, they're not getting the money to make them look a way that is going to draw in a crowd. But I think that'll always be the... um... I mean, I I, I think in so many other things in life, it shows you almost like the less is more. Yeah, it's the whole all sizzle, no steak. Like, that's what the big blockbusters are. The blockbusters it, are like, here are all of our special effects and look at how good this looks. Right. We're not going to do anything with the characters or have any emotion, but... And I think this generation with the purge of content... Mm-hmm doesn't get impressed by old ways. You know what I'm saying? Like when you can find somebody in their own home that now has the opportunity to upload their works onto the internet and you're looking like, well, this looks better than what I'm paying to watch. Right. Why would I watch this? Well, and you know, what's funny is that Disney actually recently has hired a lot of YouTube folks who did better versions of deep uh, deep fakes for like Luke Skywalker and whoever else because they got outdone. Like there were people that were taking stuff from the Mandalorian where Luke Skywalker shows up, making it look better than Disney, who has more money than fucking anybody, right, and doing a better job. That's the era and then those we're people in, get though, right? Up. Like, 
and I'm proud of it. Right, no doubt. All all the things that that do happen in this generation that I absolutely can't stand because there are so many more than than what I I can. But the I'll do it myself mentality. Yeah, and do it better. I absolutely love. I that's the one thing that I think will save this generation of kids is that they're like, "Nah, I'll do it myself." I think that's the one thing that YouTube did as a plus is said, here's the information because we're out of the books. There's no more books. You don't learn from books. Now it's visual. Yep. And that's why the teachers are struggling because it's like, well, our curriculum is based on textbooks. They're based on textbooks because that's where the, the, that's where the political money came from. So that's what gets named as the source. And now you see the college rates dropping and all that because the kids are figuring out. Why would I pay not- $50,000 a year to go to college when I could learn the same shit on YouTube? <laughs> Period. And be right to what I'm trying to do. Yeah. No, and I agree with that. I mean, I think that that's one of the promises of the information age. I think where... The information age and the age of technology and the the age that we're living in, to your point earlier around creativity, I do think it has stunted creativity a little bit. And I think some of that comes from not not having to use your imagination. And I go back and forth on this. And, and I'll talk about it a little bit from the standpoint of, like, I've got a son who, who likes video games, right? Most Most kids, most boys especially, in that... I don't know, six until you're 66. <laughs> Damn like, near. Like, Especially nowadays. Right, like video games. I do worry about his creativity, but then sometimes like, I'll come across something, and then you have like the Minecrafts and the, the Roblox of the world, and I have to reset my expectation because I'm like, Minecraft is the digital version of Legos. Right. Roblox is the digital version of whether it's Legos, Connects, like whatever you used to use to build. like So the creativity is there, but it's just taking a different form, and it's not always physical. And that's not to say that it can't translate to physical, but it does make me like worried that they'll have these ideas that they don't know how to bring to life because they're always able to manipulate things the way they want to on a screen versus having to build and having to physically make something happen. But then I'm also like... By the time he's of age where he wants to do shit like that, a lot of that might be automated anyways. And it's well, like I they might all opposite. be built in a computer system before it's built in real life. I lean opposite to you. Yeah. Because I almost feel like the computer is limited. Yeah. As vast as a computer is, there's only so many ways it'll allow you to move or rotate or manipulate the subject on the screen. That's true. Those real life Legos. Have you seen the ones of the people putting Legos together to where they can move them? Yeah. Like the D like we weren't even thinking like that back in the day. And now you got people that are saying, well, let me see if I connect the corners and see, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't, you can't, come to that with the computer but even but even then unless you're dealing with code but even then even then though 
You're still limited by the pieces you have. You're still limited by like, what you have but available But I feel like that's different, right? Because whether it's computer or real life, you that you, the pieces are there for you. Yeah. This is what you can use to work with. You emptied your box. These are the Legos they gave you. It's not like these motherfuckers are 3D printing Legos to be able to do that. Right, right. They've innovated a way to build that we weren't thinking about building. Yeah. And that wouldn't have been duplicated in a computer setting. Fair. Because right. the computer wasn't thinking about that different way to build. It's almost like you found a different dimension of the Lego. Yeah. And the computer wouldn't allow you to find a different dimension because it's only operating on this one. It's only operating on the principles it has. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, I guess I guess it is a it's a it's almost like a natural life process, right? Because us as the old heads that start to get cynical as we grow look at it like these kids ain't doing nothing right but then you look at shit like that and it's like i wasn't doing that right right so it's like even while the new generation is being handicapped by technology they're still figuring out ways to evolve yeah and i mean it's the the freedom of thought there and it's funny this will kind of parlay itself a little bit into the the what was the genesis of the topic for tonight's show around right 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 historically right. out of context. Yeah, go ahead and lead us in. Go but ahead and ramp us up. What's interesting is you look at the number of, and I mean again, like being out in dating apps, that kind of stuff. Like I see stories all the time and hear stuff all the time about people who had some big corporate job, and then they're they're quitting their job to go, you know, right. be a dog trainer, be a be a baker or whatever. Like that kind of stuff inspires me at some point because it's like you were living, you were following the path that you were set on probably at a young age to go one direction. And at some point you made the decision, like I'm getting off this train at this point and I'm going to do things right. my way. Right. And I think that circling that into the con or the photo that you brought up, like it it's interesting to me to think about, like, what motivates those kind of immediate life changes? So right. why don't you give a little bit of background on the, the photo you shared with me, and then we can we can talk through um, kind of what you think the motivation motivating factor might have been there. Yeah, no, that's a good, that's a, that was a good uh, lead. Um, I'm going to not catch the alley-oop, though, <laughs> and I'm going to say... Give me 2.5 seconds. I will be right back. I just got to run around the corner real quick. I'll be right back. <laughs> and now we come to Cliff's pee break, which is also known as One Fool's Opinion. Um, so the new Star Trek, Strange New Worlds. Strange New Worlds is the best Star Trek content of probably the last 30 years. <laughs> so go check it All out. All right. All right, go ahead. <laughs> I'm back. I had to handle something real quick. Um, but yeah, no. I was watching YouTube. You know how I do scrolling late night during the witching hour and the all that jazz. And I found the uh, that little quick video of Michael Rockefeller. 
And you know how my mind works. When when I find something that intrigues me like that, I got to dig a little deeper. I got to figure it out. So for everybody that does not know, Michael Rockefeller is the great grandson of J.D. Rockefeller. I'm sorry. I was just making sure I didn't hear something at the door. And um, his story, real quick story, great-grandson of J.D. Rockefeller, son of Nelson Rockefeller, who was the mayor of New York, vice president, all that jazz. He went to Harvard. And to what Mike was talking about, he went to Harvard to study politics, seeming like you're following in the footsteps of your legacy, right? He ends up not completing, of course, in politics, and he was more interested in the primitive art. Now, this came from the fact that his father opened up the Museum of Primitive Art, which I found ironic at the end of the day. I'm not going to tell you why just yet, but I found that very ironic because after his father opens up this museum and, you know, he gets his uh, inspiration to follow in it, in the primitive art footsteps. He goes with an anthrop- anthropologist on an excursion to try to return art from primitive, you know, what's what, whatever you want to call it. Basically so he ends up going, to to, what'd you say? So basically return art back to its like right, right. place. Once again, ironic, and I'm going to get to that. He ends up going to Papua New Guinea (coughs) and speaks with the tribe of who they say are known cannibals. And I do believe it. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not arguing that fact. But he goes to the tribe. The tribe accepts him in there, not into the tribe, but accepts him to stay with them, says that they'll allow him to photograph the art, but they he can't take anything back with him. So from all accounts on the story, he respects that and leaves after he takes his photographs. Then to return in 1961, On the way back to the island, his boat capsizes with another anthropologist and two other people, I'm assuming a translator and a navigator. They end up having to sit on the bottom of the boat as the boat was flipped upside down in the water during a bad storm. This happened 12 miles off the coast of the same island that he was at before. And he, of all people, decides... I'm going to try to make a swim for it. So from the accounts, they say he tied two empty uh, uh, gasoline tanks to his waist to act as buoys and swam to shore. Now, here's where it gets interesting, right? Because they say the waters were filled with sharks and crocodiles. My thought is you swam during a storm. Right. That would act as cover to any crocodiles. And they went deep. Exactly. They're not swimming to the surface of a storm. And they're not looking to see what animal is flopping around on the surface. Because 
they're running from the storm. I'll take it even further and say that it's possible that the leftovers from basically the gasoline may have also been a deterrent. It may have mm. been it may have it may have entered introduced a foreign smell that that's scared different. off the animals as well. Right, that's interesting. That's different. But the only reason why I bring that up is because the account was he drowned at sea on the way to the island. Now, I don't know that I believe that, right? Like, now it's possible, let's be honest, and especially in those circumstances, it's more than possible because you're swimming 12 miles through the ocean in a storm. A storm that flipped over your boat. But at the same time, you know, it's a lot easier to squash a big bug than a small one. You know what I'm saying? So I'm sure those waves weren't as impactful to an individual body than a big mass floating along it. You know what I'm saying? Probably just threw him around a bit, whereas it a flip around his boat. But either way, he gets certain people believe he gets to the island drained you know, of course, as you would be swimming 12 miles through a storm. First of all, I'd be drained swimming a mile <laughs> without a storm <laughs> with gasoline buoys tied to me. I'd be down bad. But either way, they certain people believe he made it to the island. Even the book, there was a book that was written in 2014 when they found more information out. And the person who wrote the book still believes that he was eaten by the people on the island. So even that would mean that he made made it it to the island. Yeah. To the island. Now, my whole thing is this. If regardless, if I am a cannibal and I'm in the tribe. Never seen white folks before, for real. I mean, I'm sure they did. You know, I'm sure they came. But never had an experience like this, where you sat with us, talked with us, spoke with us, took our pictures. You know what I'm saying? And you showed back up a few years later. I'm not forgetting you. Right. You know what I'm saying? You're not just... uh, as they believed back in those days, a white spirit that flew up the shore. No, I remember him. That's the one dude from, you know what I'm saying? Even if you believe the the white... the flashy thing. (laughs) Right, right. Even if you believe them to be spirits, you would recognize this one. So while we would eat a motherfucker that floated the shore, (laughs) sure would. Why would we eat this one? You know what I'm saying? It's almost like we know you is cool. Like, right, you cool. Right. You. So fast forward. Here we go. This is where it gets interesting. And I want to finish the story because I want to get into my thoughts about it. He goes missing for two weeks. The Rockefellers issue a search party. Planes, tanks, helicopters. They even offered $250,000 to whoever would find them which I thought was kind of odd because if you're asking the people of the island, they don't want money. They can't do anything. We don't even know what this means. Right. You know what I'm saying? There's no telegram system. The 
FedEx isn't going to come. <laughs> There's no Amazon delivery. Right. Here you know what I'm saying? Like I was, so that I thought that was weird, but did all that. Couldn't find them. Even the, the, the minister of the area was like, after nine days, he said, if we don't find them now, we there's no way we're gonna find it. Yeah. With all the things around here, there's no way. So after a while, a search party gets called off. It even gets a little weirder. There were even there were even uh, talks of the Dutch, because you know it was Dutch New Guinea back then. There are even talks of the Dutch government having classified. Uh, findings or stories or transcripts about the situation that they didn't even release to the Rockefellers. Okay. And you know, the Rockefellers, they could have excavated (laughs) that whole island (laughs) and did away with anybody involved. Right. Even back then. So it all seems a little odd to me right now. Here's where it gets tricky. I'm going to fast forward because I know my story's been long. A person, I don't know, I want to say they said it was the National Geographic, but I don't want to put a name on it, comes, films, they say about 10 years later, sees a white man dressed in the same garb as the tribe rowing in the boat. Now, that's the the video and the picture I showed you. Now, if you really looked at that picture, the way I looked at it, I feel like there's no way you can deny Buy that's it, not yeah. him. The hairline, the the body, the frame, everything matches. It's like it's it's crazy to me. You don't have to be one of those FBI inspectors to see that looks pretty odd. Right. And right. what other white men would they be allowing on their island? Right. But the guy that took pictures with all of them, chilling with them. But they eat people? <laughs> and you thought just a regular old white dude was coming after Michael Rockefeller and was like, hey, what's going on? Can I join up? <laughs> right. No, I don't see you. it happening. Now, what I think is odd about it, right, is because the the actual story gets a lot deeper. And I want to shout out uh, Wendigoon on YouTube. He was the most interesting video I saw about it. W-E-N-D-I-G-O-O-N. Okay. He had the most interesting video, and he was giving a lot more details than, of course, I'm giving at the moment. Okay. So if you want to learn more, go check out Wendigo. Right, because there were even talks of, in the beginning when he first got there, he had diary entries saying... He had grew to love the people of the tribe. He's starting to feel like he has more of a purpose here than back home, which I thought was odd, right? Because you come from a billionaire family. Right. But and it's easy to feel, almost it's easy to feel overshadowed in those instances, too. Like you're either going to be a conceited prick or you're going to feel like you're not doing enough. I don't think that this man could be a prick. Yeah. And the only reason why I say that is you remember uh, that story that happened a few years ago, the dude that flew up on or uh, uh, paddled up on the little indigenous spot with the Bible and they they murked his ass. Right. Now, my whole 
reason of bringing that up is you have to proceed with caution. Well, Especially caution. when you don't know how to speak. It's caution and respect. Right. And for the fact that they accepted his, that's his essence, his, you yeah. know, that's the vibes he's putting off. Yeah. Because there's no other way that we can communicate to understand what you're here for. Right. Except body language and like motions and yeah. You don't know that you got somebody in the boat with you that speaks the language. You hear what I'm saying? Yep. There's different tribes on this motherfucker. You may have wanted to land east and you landed west. Now, how are you going to get from west to east to the tribe you know how to speak with? Right. You got to have a good. You got to give off a good aura is kind of what I'm getting at. Which is weird for a ginger to be able to do that, but continue. Listen, <laughs> not even a ginger, but a ginger Rockefeller that went to Harvard <laughs> for politics. If there's anybody that should be a pretentious prick, it's probably that guy. <laughs> Listen, I don't know if you should be talking about ginger. It's not turning gray, it's turning right, red. No, it's sir. definitely, there's definitely streaks of gray in it now. Well, uh, it's a lot redder than it used to be. So you put it that way. It's the sunlight, man. No, no, no. That, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what Same it is. Same thing happens to my son's hair. It's starting to turn reddish blonde right now, too. It looks just like my mom. He needs a little color to his hair. He's starting to look like he could guard a concentration camp. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. It's old oh. blonde hair. No, I'm just playing. That's my guy. Oh, but where was I going? So did I wrap it up? We, I don't think, think I did. We, so you were talking about Wendigo, and you were talking about like it was photographed basically that like we believe that he actually stayed. He he lived through it and stayed with the tribe. Right, right. So let's wrap. So let's fast forward it to the three theories. So there's three theories, of course. One, the death certificate is correct. He drowned. I don't even think I got to that point. I don't think I confirmed that in the story. But yes, that was the original thought as he drowned on the way to getting to the island. Second theory and the theory of the person who wrote the book in 2014 is that he was eaten by the tribe. And one of the reasons why that I did not get to is that after they did the search party, another group came back later and the tribe gave them three skulls. And they said that these are three skulls of white men. One of them was Michael Rockefeller. Oddly right. specific, if you're going to eat somebody, I figure you don't name them. <laughs> well, I mean, well, this see, this is what's funny to me is I feel like this is the information syndrome. Yeah. When you hear something go around so much, you start to learn it. You know what I mean? Right. They probably didn't even know how to pronounce Michael Rockefeller. Yeah. But ended up knowing how because of how many people came through talking about well, it. And they or, were like. Or it could be the issue of cross-race identification. Like, they may have shown him a picture of Michael Rockefeller. They're like, yeah, we had a dude like that last week. <laughs> right. Cross-race identification, not not strong. And I think right. every black man in America can probably relate to that statement. <laughs> Listen. 
You, you I used, think that you use the phrase fits the description a number of times around Michael B. Jordan and Fruitvale Station. <laughs> Fools agree. <laughs> and you know, I was talking about fits the description of an actor, but right. just to be brainwashed <laughs> in that way to use those words, words. makes you even more correct. Fools agree again, <laughs> motherfucker. But here's here's my theory, right? Last theory. Michael was taken in by the tribe and declined, you know, to leave and decided to stay. Right. It would match with the diary. It would match with the picture. And also it would match with the fact that that image, the video that was sent that I sent you, they said that that was not taken by somebody that came there. It was found on the island. Mm. So meaning somebody filmed that before and what i think happened is got eaten (laughs) no 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 not even what i think happened is michael realized that like wait a minute i was in it you can't leave with that yeah it has to stay here or you die here because if it goes home the search party continues right i escaped it the first time and these people were gracious enough to help me out hide me but if it comes back again, it's going to be bad for my entire family. Because at that point, that's, that's your family. family. Yeah, I agree. So if you caught me on camera, you can't leave here with that. I don't even know that you can leave here. Right. That's what I That's what I was trying to get at. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know that you can leave here <laughs> because you can say something and somebody might believe it. So maybe we got the the uh, mystery of the three uh, white skulls. What we didn't know was they had National Geographic lanyards around them before they handed them over <laughs> to the motherfucking white man. But um, I just feel like I just feel like her, and this is before I get to my my synopsis of it all, but I feel like for so many years, right? Not even years, the history, at least the history of how books have taught us. People, indigenous, people that aren't understood are referred to as savages. Mm-hmm. All that, you know, all that shit that, that to us falls back into that brainwash, right? But then when you get a situation where a guy gets a chance to live with and understand, they feel more at home. Yeah. Which makes, in my mind, slavery that much worse, right? Because it's like you you took motherfuckers from that life only to turn around and enjoy it more than the one you created. Right. Right. Even post, like you took people out of, well, this goes back and we've had this, this conversation a fair amount. Like those that live free of technology and advancement. There. I know, I know, I I don't, I know what you're getting at. I don't know how to say it as well, but I know what you're getting at. One, do they like, are they happier 
living that right. life? Are they more full living that life? Two is ignorance bliss. Like, if you don't know right. any better... Now, it's interesting for someone who does come from that civilization and society to, like, feel at home at a place that is nothing like that. And so that's where... And civilization isn't the right word, but, like, from a technological... I know what you... I know exactly what you're saying. Society, but I feel like that's also what they stop us from doing. True. We're I mean, stopped from doing that. I mean, honestly, like, going camping with the fam coming up. Why? Because I want to get the fuck away from technology. I want to get the fuck away from my job. I want to get my away guy, from life. I'm black. I'm black in some of the most at peace times are camping. Yeah. No, I'm with you. You know what I'm saying? And I say I'm black because it's not like I have hella opportunities to go camping. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, you can go to Hawking Hills, but I'm just, you know, I don't, who thinks of shit like that? Right. Why would you even think of that? Well, honestly, it's cheaper to not go to Hawking Hills. Like the cabins we've got in Buffalo are a, a quarter of the price that I would pay down in Hawking Hills. Let's see. I don't even want to. I don't want a cabin action. I'm trying to. You trying to tent? I'm trying to sleep on the dirt. That's you. That's you. My back's too bad for that. I can't. I'm trying to get grounded. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I hear you. But at the same time, it's like, what is the? I don't want to go that deep in asking that. But at the same time, what is what? what is it a burden of technology? It's a burden of society. And it's a burden of... And some of that is weight you put on yourself. Like, I'm guilty of that. I have put a ton of responsibility, a ton of trying to do what I was raised to believe are the right things. Like, go to college, get a good job, take care of your family, provide, like... And in the society we live in, what does that mean? That means make money. Like, it's ultimately, that's what it comes down to. Try to be a good human, but you got to make money to make life easier for you and your family. And I think that's what it, that year, you're correct. And, and at the end of that money comes someone else involved. Right. When it's very simple, when you think about it, you work, and working doesn't mean answering phones. Working means going out and hunting. Yep. Providing and protecting your tribe. Exactly. And it's and just you, whatever society you're in dictates what you have to do to make that reality. And there's probably, in some ways, there's more pressure to it when you're talking about needing to hunt and gather and build and have shelter and then I in think, some ways it's easier i think like it's there's more only primal. more pressure to it well let's let's take it back to day one i think there's only pressure to the people who made the rules the way they are today yeah you felt like you weren't equipped to be able to compete in a society like that so you wanted to change it now i understand innovation by all means, but 
at what point does innovation cost you needing to leave to get someone else to continue your dream? Right. You know what I mean? No, completely. And I think that, you know, like that, that's a lack of evolution. If you truly evolved, you would have figured out a way to do it yourself. You wouldn't need to go steal help. Right. Well, and I think Meanwhile, that, go that, ahead. that's one of those, that's one of those Star Trek premises is at some point humanity reaches enough enlightenment where people are basically free to do what they want versus what they have to. Right. What they actually feel invested in versus what they, again, what they have to. And that's why, like, I started this whole thing off. What I teed up you with was, you know, seeing stories of people that were in similar positions as I am and them basically saying, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not doing this anymore. Those are the most inspiring stories. Absolutely. Quick shout out to the chat. I see Malcolm. I see Travis out there. What up, fools? What's going on with my FBs? But I think that to your point, I'm with you. Like those are those are the most inspiring stories. It's like and people I, who who worked their way, busted their ass, did everything they were supposed to do, and they still didn't feel satisfied, didn't feel passionate. I and think so that comes say, from the it. the fact, like from us enjoying it, because you inherently want to root for the underdog, yeah. right? Just naturally. And then when you see someone give up what you would believe to be the advantage, it makes them it's the like, underdog. oh shit, yeah. like you know something. <laughs> because I wouldn't do that. Right. You know, everybody in their life is telling them, I don't know if that's the best idea. <laughs> and the only reason why I'm saying I wouldn't do that is because I don't come from that. Right. So I can't give up something that I've never had because I may cherish that a little more than you would who've always had it. And I don't mean you as in you, but I'm saying you as in a Rockefeller. Right. The normal, like, it's the reason why it's drugs. Drugs are popular because people want to alter their norm. Right. And if that's all you know, and if that's all you feel and you want to change it, you take a drug. But in that situation, there's no drug to fix that. Right. So the only other option is to disappear yourself, I suppose, and pop up off the grid somewhere where nobody's going to find you. Yeah. Why? Because nobody would dare to come. No, and I think at the at the end of the day, like again, it's it's how do you satisfy that need to be human, right? Like, <laughs> right. I think that's. I think, I think we're currently in the that's interesting, right? Because I was just about to say I. I currently think, and in a way, I do think it's true that we're coming out of the overcorrection. I think just the realization was enough, but the way 
like the current life cycle, lifeline has been going, it was over punish for ignorance. Yeah. When we're coming into an era of unknown. Right. And I think that that's why there's so much animosity is that even you don't know. Right. You know what I'm saying? You in the person that's asking for the respect or the dignity or the whatever, you don't even know where you are exactly. Yeah. And I don't mean that as in you yourself inner. I mean, that is in the the group, the, the, the direction of the movement. You know what I'm saying? I do. I think at the end of the day, it's again, it's it's what's the right, what's the path, and you know, some of this comes down to, it, it, and again, I think this is something we've said before. When you're young, you think adults have it all figured out, and like they know what they're doing, and blah blah blah. And as you get older, you realize they were just making it up along the way too, like you trying to, to do the best they could. Because you don't follow anybody without confidence, right? parent or not absolutely if your parents not confident you usually lead the way yourself yep no and doubt. don't get me wrong in a lot of situations it's hard to be confident especially when you're unsure of i don't want to say the outcome but in the most general way, that would be what fits. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's. Without offense, I'll put it like that. And it's almost like, how do you, when you free yourself of unwarranted burden, that's when you pick up confidence. That's when you pick up self-esteem when you realize but at you the same time at the same time and not to cut you off it's not that easy no right? it's not because i can only think of it from the the realm of being african-american and we still haven't found a ground to stand on right you, you know what i'm saying you have you have external burdens that aren't yours to remove unfortunately and i i feel like that gives me empathy for the LGBT community because you're new. Right. You're infants. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't mean that in progress that you've made. But I mean that in as far as you being accepted. Right. Well, we knew you existed long before you were accepted, but now you're accepted into the society. You're you're an acknowledged portion of. Well, and again, unless you are, I'm not gonna. I, I don't want it to sound this way, but I'm gonna say it. Unless you are going out of your way to appear LGBTQ, you can hide. I know what you, you can hide. I know what you mean. Yeah, I know what you mean when you say that. Like. Trust me, there are probably half a dozen people that I work with on a daily basis that I'm pretty sure they're gay, but I don't know. But the issue is that you shouldn't <laughs> have to hide. Right. Right. Well, and that's the thing is like, 
Doesn't, I mean, I'm like, either way, like, I still think this dude's an asshole. It has nothing to do with the fact that I think he's gay. <laughs> right. No, that, that, that comes into play as well, right? The issue now here, even more, even more so than Hyde, right? Like you said, here's the real issue. Is that you don't know who is and who isn't. Right. Think about that though. I don't I don't even mean it as hiding. It's almost a point of watch who I offend because I can't recognize you immediately. Right. Now, while being a person of color, right. there's no I way I black. can't not <laughs> recognize you. And that's what I'm but saying. I could say something to offend the president of this organization, or you know what I'm saying? Yep. Because you didn't know any better. And I'm not saying that maybe I am in a bit. Maybe I'm saying <laughs> learn to learn to smack a wrist every now and then. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you don't have to end a motherfucker no. just because they didn't know. Oh, we talk about and you have the power the to. <laughs> like that's weird. That is weird to me. And I don't care who that offends. That's weird to me, because when you look at the African-American community, we've never had the opportunity to end anyone. Right. You just got to sit there and take it. Take but the at the same the time, it's like. There's only one there's only one pin. For us, you know what I'm saying? And this isn't the uh, empathy portion of the podcast, but there's only one pin for people of color, and that is people of color. Right. But when you can add letters and include people by definition or what you believe definition to be, then the pins don't matter. Right. You know what I'm saying? Then it becomes, I didn't know. I didn't know you were. And right. it should be easy to accept that because we're just now learning. <laughs> we're just now learning. Right. Yeah, we knew what gay was, but we didn't know people felt differently than they looked and they should be acknowledged as. And that's new to us. Right. What's the whole pronoun thing? <laughs> I'm just waiting for it to for people to be saying that about black folks. <laughs> like we didn't know y'all was gonna come with this much of a vengeance. We apologize. You know what I'm saying? You're trying to ruin all. <laughs> no, but I mean, all right. So like the pronoun game is like the big thing in corporate America right now. Like. I, I have I'll call e you whatever you want me to call you. Right. Don't I have, get upset I have... if I fuck up off of... Because I've said it on here, I believe. We come from the era where you could get beat for not saying sir or ma'am. Right, right. And it's hard. And it's now hard we got to cut it off all of a sudden. And it's like, I'm sorry, I thought I was being respectful. Clearly that's not. Let me reprogram myself right. in this short amount of time. It I'm not, I'm not allowed like to that. say excuse me, Missy, anymore. All right. Well, you can't fine. hold doors for certain <laughs> people anymore. And it's like, 
like I don't know what you thought it was, but if you're worried about somebody looking at your ass or whatever as you walk by, you can see that. Right. Regardless <laughs> of me holding, actually, me not holding the door would give me more of an advantage <laughs> to stare at whatever the fuck I chose to. That's the worst though. When you when you go to leave and you you try to hold the door for somebody, and then like. They'll walk out the other one and shit. They'll walk out like, the other one or my, my personal pet peeve. And the thing is, is like, I don't, I don't know. It's not a pet peeve, but it's like, it almost makes me feel guilty for holding the door when I hold the door for somebody that's a little bit further back than I would normally hold the door for. Right. Usually it's somebody elderly or whatever, but right. or I mean, really, I hold the door for anybody. If I, if they're like within a 10 foot radius of me when I get right, to the right. door. But then when they do that little jog, like, oh, thank you, thank you. I'm like, I know you could have gotten the door yourself. You didn't have to jog. Like, I, I made the decision to hold the door for you. Oh, see, you going somewhere else. <laughs> you was going somewhere else. I was thinking of the people, the old folks that be like, I, I can get it. I can get it, sir. Right, that too. And, <laughs> as opposed to, to being like, like well, damn, you. I like that. Yeah. Like, that makes me feel like I have permission to do that when I get older. Like, right. like, don't get me wrong. I expect the courtesy, but not old as you think I am. Young buck. <laughs> Shut that door and let me open it myself. Watch how I fling this motherfucker open. I'm, just telling you. I'm not what you thought I was. <laughs> but all that, we just need to learn to fucking grow. Yeah, man. But can we and mistakes will be made along the way. Well, that's the thing is like, and it's funny because I've actually had more than one person comment on how great of a job you've done when referring to Sam and, and using the they them pronouns. And I, listen, and I and that's ironic that you bring that up because I am not the person that would think I would yeah. catch on quickly. I think you do a better job. And that's of it not than I to do. say that I have an issue with it. No, it's just it reminding myself to do it. Right, but that's the thing. If you see somebody's putting in the effort, like right. at that point, you're no longer allowed to be offended. That's when it's just a slap <laughs> on the wrist. Just a slap. You messed up. I get it. My fault. Hands up. Them, I apologize. Them's My first. Fault. Them's first. But then when you like, I'm gonna end this motherfucker because it's like God. Damn, I could only imagine having that power. And even if I had it, I wouldn't want to use it. Right. I wouldn't want to use that. I'm with you. Trust me, there have been situations at work where I'm like, I could end this person's career right now. And I'm like, but why? Like, we what all, does it benefit to me? We <laughs> all have those situations. And it's ironic because I'm just now climbing up high enough to where I have those authorities right but see people get shocked at me because i view it differently heavy is the head that wears the crown and by no means am i a king but i can affect the way somebody's career could go or absolutely. somebody's life could go i don't take that lightly absolutely because i know how hard it took me to get here i don't want to fuck up and make a mistake that could prevent someone from and I don't think that this it's enough people thinking like that. Yeah. No, I completely agree.
because that's that's the position I'm in right now. So the my peer or who would be my peer if they were still going to be around probably on their way out and I'm absorbing half the team. What I have done is I've already like started coaching these individuals more directly. And I mean, I was doing it before, but now I'm like, no, because I know I see the potential here. I just don't think you've ever been supported. And that's usually my line with pretty much anybody that I pull into my team is like, I think this person has the ability to be good. That's a corporate game. It is. It's like, I think this person could do well. They've just never been supported in the right Right. way. And half the time, that's the truth. Right. I would say 75% of the time, that's the truth. I would say 65% of the time, that's the truth. Because you got the 25 that's not going to work, but then you got the 10% that thinks they got it and doesn't. Right, right. And then everybody else is just trying to do a good job. And like, right. what a good job is depends on who your leader is because that's what they care about is ultimately what you're going to care about. What I expect of you type shit. Right, right. That was the type shit back when you was young. You was like, why the fuck is this motherfucker riding me? Right, right, exactly. Well, it's the same thing. Like, it's the same way with football. If I can get the kid to understand that I am just trying to maximize their potential on the field, like take them from potential to reality on the field. That's the key. Like I can recognize high potential all day. Right. What I do a great job of is helping people take that potential and turn it in. Like the, the matter term is from potential energy to kinetic energy. Same idea. Like how do you take them from potential to actual fuck potential and kinetic energy? You got to keep that same energy. That's the same shit with women. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If your women stop snagging you, oh, it's a problem. Right. Well, I mean, that was the last two years of my marriage. <laughs> Listen, if she stops snagging you. We just stopped talking all together. <laughs> my guy, my guy, you better figure it out or reinvest. But your stocks may be crashing. That's right. all I'm saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Alarms should be going off. Papers should be flying in the office. Absolutely. Because it's the same way with your coach. You'd be like, what the fuck? Like, God damn, me every time? And when you're young, you don't recognize it. Like, But then when you get older, you're like, oh, if I'd have only. Listen, yep. Well, and what's funny is, so, side story. We had our first practice yesterday, um, or first camp day. So you're coaching again. I am. I'm glad to hear that. It's, it's I'm gonna, truly glad to hear gonna that. It's going to be tough, but I think I've got plans for how I can how I would make it work. Anyways, I'm glad to hear that. So, back in the game, I may miss practice on Thursdays, but those are just a walkthrough. Everything right. else I should be good with. Um, but, and still maintain my time with Andrew. Right, right. One. That's the most important. But Andrew came to practice with me yesterday. That's what's up. Now, that's what's up. Get him like Deuce, like like Deuce, uh, Jason Tatum's son uh-huh. is in the locker room at the practices. Get yep. him like that. So that's what I'm working on. He you actually don't want to burn actually, him out either. You know no, what I'm I don't. Saying? Like, which was why, like, I'm not making him like watch. He just has to be there. So right. like, he can run around do whatever the hell he wants. Right. But I did catch him watching, like a couple of right. times, and then 
I made a comment, really just joking to the offensive line coach, where I said, you know, I bet Andrew can snap better than anybody else on the team right now because our, our two centers were actually out for practice. Right. They were – one of them was out of town, one was hurt. Well, you all don't say that. No, but I did. And then I, like – But you did. I did. You of course I did. say that. Well, again, our two guys that have done it before were not there. So, right, like, but what about the guy, the next guy stepping up? Well, then like, step up and prove me the... wrong. Step up and prove me wrong. Anyways, Andrew takes a full regulation size football – and is fucking snapping one-handed. Four or three and a half yard snap. All right. Shotgun snap. Oh, he came out there and showed. That's what I love about that Dude. little motherfucker boy. He, can bear, he, he is can't not even, afraid. He can't even get his hand like all the way around the ball. And he's fucking winging oh, it back. Like, he's not afraid. Right at the waistline, man. And I'm sitting there like. I looked at him at the end of the practice. Or I looked at him after he took like. I, I made him do like four or five. And all of them hit me right in the hands. And I was like, buddy, I, I know you're like, you don't know if you want to play football, but when you're ready, center. Center is listen, probably where you're going to end up. Because <laughs> if he has there, hands like me, he'll be fine. <laughs> there's a story of, and I hope I don't fuck it up, right? But there's a story of, a boy that went to school with my brother. And they all went out for football and he only focused on snapping. Long snaps. Yeah. So he would focus on hitting targets, long snapping. He said when Dominic and all them was going out and doing their thing, he would refuse and continue working made it to the nfl i believe it being a long snapper alone i mean i had a buddy in in high school that, that went to the naval academy just to long snap like full ride scholarship to the naval academy right just to long that's what snap. i'm saying yeah and it's the it's the little shit like that if you're willing right you know what i'm saying if you're willing you shouldn't even be getting injured because people shouldn't be hitting you with your head right. down like that. Right, no doubt. Yours you would be more yours protected as a kicker. leg injury <laughs> than a, a head injury. Right. Long snappers are just as protected as kickers. Right. So they're giving you an easy ride, but it's like me, I could never do that because I'm I'm I, as much as I like dumping on myself, I'm ego driven. Right. I want to be the hero. You and me both. I got it. I can't be the long snapper. But if you'd have told me, like, the pay and the opportunity type <laughs> shit, I probably would have thought about it. I probably would have thought about it. But if the little dude right now is doing that, and I, I know he is. Like, that's not like when you say that. And I no. know there's people well, the thing listening was, right. that are like, there's no fucking, there's a way. No. <laughs> He's and not even thing, built like. And the thing like, is, and the thing is with him, like, I need to work on, 
I need to figure out how to keep him focused on something. He's going to be good at everything. That's the, that's the thing that you, you're going to have to learn to understand. And I guarantee that's the problem you run into with him is he, he may not do what you would like him to do because he's going to be good at everything. Yeah, He is. He's going to be good at basketball. He's going to be good at football. If he wants to play soccer, dad, don't call them names. <laughs> <laughs> I did play. I played for one year. And after that, I was like, ah, I'm done with him calling me names. <laughs> yeah, man. No, it was fun. And I was actually worried about it just from the standpoint, like, I thought he'd whine about it. No, he was excited to go. Like, no argument, no nothing. He's like, cool, let's go. And that's like, the interaction that's, awesome. that's going to keep him wanting to be there, too, because it's like, Oh, I got to show off at the end of the day for, you know, lack of a better term. Yep. And you get the recognition. That's the whole reason the camaraderie is at the end of the day, what you do it for. Well, because to be in a winning locker room with people that you respect, respect you may not like all of them. But even if you don't like them, you care about them. Right. Because you respect them. Right. That's I, what you do it for. I will say, like, the points where he perked up the most, obviously not while Dad was coaching, although I did ask him after the after the practice. I was like, so do you see the difference in how I talk to my high school kids and I talk to you during flag? <laughs> He's like, right. yeah, you're a little meaner. And I'm like, I'm not mean. I'm just trying to get them to listen. Same right. way with you. Anyway. It's not even about mean. It was, it was, have you seen Shorzy on Hulu? No. Have you seen uh, what's the one that it came from? Letter Kenny. I've heard. I, I mean, I've heard lots of things about Letter Kenny. You should. You should it. watch both of them. All right. But in in Shorzy, he's a a hockey player that came from Letter Kenny, and it's like his story. Okay. But he said to the coach, the coach said, "I don't like talking to people like that," or you know, and he said, "If." If you were my guy, if what he said is, would you go to the line for me? Meaning, like, would you fight somebody on the on the line if it? And he said, yeah. And he said, do you know I would go for you? And he said, yeah. And he said, so that means that if you see something that I'm doing incorrectly and you want to call me a pussy or a, a something to get me motivated, that's absolutely fine because I know where it's coming the from. length that you would come for me. Yep. And that's what coaching is at the end of the day. And I, I do feel like the generation we are in loses sight of that. Like you should still be able to yank a kid by the face mask. Like you're not listening. You're not listening. Listen. That's one of Kevin's favorite stories is being in the uh, being not in like the st- hurt him, but you know no, what I mean. Listen it, here, kid. Face, right? Yeah. No, that's uh, that's one of Kevin's favorite stories to tell. He was at a game, and he asked, you know, the the woman sitting next to him, like, "Oh, which one's your son?" And she's like, "Oh, that one over there, the one that the uh, the coach is talking to." And then I, apparently, I grabbed the kid's face mask, brought him in close. And Kevin was like, yeah, that's mine, the one that's holding his face mask. Uh, <laughs> he just wanted a moment, and it uh, wasn't recorded on camera. It would have been a nice one, too. That would have went viral. You, couldn't, you can't write that shit. Uh-huh. 
See, if they would have had more shit like that in All-American, we would have been fine. Listen. <laughs> Still be watching. I'd have been interested. <laughs> but no, man, it was good. It's exciting. I mean, it'll be I'm glad, though. I really am glad. I'm curious to see how But you need goes. it. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially you. I know you. Yeah. You can't just sit in a spot and not do something. No, I'm with you. And as much as I go back and forth about it's going to be cha- – honestly, here's my thing is I think this year and next year will probably be the most challenging, and then it'll get easier because he'll be older. And right. whether he's into it or not, he'll at least – You'll know. You'll have more of an idea of right. how this plays out. Well, and he'll be getting you close can... to being able to do it himself. Like his whole comment during flag football was, Dad, I want to play I want to play real football. Like I want to play Right. Football. Why would he not? Right. And I'm like – you can. You just have to wait till middle school. So I, I got to do what I can to like keep so him. So it's middle school. Sixth grade. 12, 11. Yeah, so. 10. 10, 10, 11. See, my let get out there nine. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Eight. And again, I want him to be like around it so that he has at least a curiosity for it, if nothing else. First of all. The way these kids play football today and the way we were brought up on football, two different ways. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Meaning even if I was one of those parents that was like, I'm concerned about head injury, definitely don't have to worry about that now because there's not as many (laughs) missiles out there. Right. You know, usually back in the day, everybody was a missile. I'm cracking. That's what you gave me this helmet for. I'm counting the scars <laughs> I got at the end of the game. Now it's like, don't use your head. Right. Meanwhile, Keep to your, your point, like I've got my my college helmet sitting in one of the uh, cabinets downstairs. Right. And you see the, you chunks, love the, scuffs. the chunks just out of it. <laughs> oh, I'm not you even talking the scuffs. scuffs. I'm talking like the fucking full-on dents. <laughs> I remember... Yeah, it had to be high school. It could have been middle school. It had to be high school. They wanted us to turn our equipment in, like take it out the locker so they could buff them for the championship or whatever. I took my bitch home. <laughs> no, I don't want it shiny. I, I want took them my to know. bitch home. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm taking my helmet home. I'm not buffing my shit out. I had similar conversations in college where they wanted to, they wanted me to replace my stickers because they were missing fucking full like shards <laughs> from them. <laughs> nah, that's work. That's right. work I put in. That's why we here. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying, man. We we lost it. Whether it be movies, whatever the case may be, we lost the camaraderie of. You're on my team. I got to go to the line for you. Now it's just work. I tell you what, though. I feel differently about that. At the places I've coached. And really. Well, coaching is different because you got to bring that out of them. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That specific emotion, that specific one. But that specific one doesn't always translate to corporate America or, you know what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, if you treated the person next to you like the Spartans treated their warriors, we're we're on a cause together. We're doing all this together. No doubt. And I think it would make shit a little bit easier. Well, no. And to that point, like, that's why 
one, that's why I think I'm, and I'll, you know, okay, fine, self-promotion here. Like, I think that's why I'm a good leader at work. Like, because they see me in the trenches with them. I feel the same way about my boss. Like, I know that if I, one, I know that she will, stay out of, she will stay out of the way if I ask her to or if I tell her, no, I've got this. But I also know she'll have my back if I need it. That's a warrior king. That's somebody that, that ain't standing back on the horses while they squad going to battle. They in the front with them. And honestly, this this big project that I was asked to lead, you know, this last six, seven months. Or queen. I think that it. King or queen, whichever right. she may be. Right. In that case, it sounds like a queen. Yep. But I think from that same perspective. When I ask my team to do something and the examples I'm showing them are the real life ones that I'm using on this big fucking massive thing that I'm doing, they trust me. They're like, well, right. he's, he's in there doing it every day. Like, Listen, secret society, all he asks is trust. Right. It's a reason why that's the motto, trust. Well, and what's funny is I've had, over the last 30 days, I've had to have the same conversation with two folks on the team who... Unfortunately for them, they were hired in roles that never really delivered. Like, they were told mm-hmm. they were going to do one thing, and then they never really got the opportunity to. And they've both been a little noisy lately. Like, all right, we know we're reorging. We know we're doing more stuff now. Like, I need X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, either you trust me or you don't. And if you don't, I need you to step aside. Like, I, I told two people this over the last 30 days. I'm like, here's where I have you slotted in the new org, and I've told you this before. Either you trust me to get you there or you don't. And if you don't trust me to get you there, I need you to go ahead and find something else to do. I'm like, but if you Hmm. do, then I need you to just, I need you to be patient, and I need you to do what I'm asking you to do, and here's what I need, here's what expectations I have. And I'm like, and I'm not asking you of anything more than what I ask of myself doing the exact same job on, and I give the name of the project. Like, that's it. And it's the same way with coaching, man. Like, why do you think I still go into the gym and still power lift the way I do? Because I want these kids to see it. Right. Like, it's you can do all of this. I am 15 years out of my prime at this point. (laughs) and i can still do this shit like they ain't gonna stop me till they stop me baby right (laughs) i had a a broken hand and a dislocated shoulder in the past two weeks and i'm not done (laughs) you won't stop me y'all ain't did enough to stop me right and there you go all right man we're at time. You got anything else? I think this has been a good episode. It was a good. It was a good rebound after a week off and a and a slow one the week before. I agree. I don't have nothing else. All right. I don't think I'm feeling to love everybody this evening. <laughs> no, no. You got something else? You to should. <laughs> all right and so with all that do us a favor like share subscribe you know i think we uh actually that's a good question it's been a while since i checked the uh subscriber totals on the youtubes but check it for me give me one second
All right. I feel like we were hovering right at the 100 mark. And I'm wondering if we got there. And yes, we did. We crossed over. So when he gets back, I'll make it sound like I didn't already figure that out. But that's a big milestone. And we appreciate everybody who tunes in to us every week. And we appreciate those of you that only tune in when you can or when something piques your interest. But cheers to the fools, to the fool army, the fools nation, whatever, whatever we want to call ourselves. And I can't believe Cliff is making me stall at the end of the episode like this. Like, this is, this, it's hard to find good help these days. I mean, I love the man, but damn it. <laughs> All right, so circling back to, uh, I, talked, I talked Strange New Worlds last time he stepped away. Obi-Wan? Obi-Wan may be the best Star Trek, co- or Star Wars content, my apologies, that Disney has put out. And Little Leia... Maybe my favorite recasting of any role ever. Like, that little girl does a phenomenal job. I think that they they did a great job in terms of pulling in characteristics, both of not only grown Leia, but even of Padme. So I think that those are great as well. And now the clip's back. Sir, somewhere along the last month, we did uh, eclipse the 100 subscriber mark. We are sitting at oh, 103 fair. on YouTube. Oh, for real. So we did. So cheers to the fools. Cheers to the fool nation. Much obliged. Friends of the fools. We love you all. We finna double it by next week. (laughs) Let's let's attainable goals here, Cliff. Hey man, all it takes is one though. We you get one one thing to pop, then that'll do it. All right, man. Last last call. You got anything? That's what we should call it at the end of the show. We should just call it Last Call. That makes sense with mm, all our... Then the look at you See, using your head. Right? Look at you using that bean. All right. Last Call, Cliff. That vanilla bean you're using. Let me see. What's my last call? Other than alcohol. Um, Blame it on the a- 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 alcohol. Fucking love everybody, <laughs> I suppose. I guess you can love them. Love them. Love them. Love them all. I try to. And with that, (laughs) peace out. Have a good one. Don't give me.